You're listening to BNI, the Australian Story podcast, brought to you by BNI Australia, Australia's largest business referral organisation. For more information how your business can benefit from BNI and to find your local chapter, go to our website at bni.com.au. Now, here are your hosts, Veronica Lizamato and Brent Edwards. Hello, everybody, and welcome to BNI, the Australian story. My name is Veronica here on the sunny yet cloudy, rainy Mornington Peninsula here in Victoria with our co host and executive director at uh, BNI Melbourne South, Mr. Brent Edwards. Hi, Brent. Hi, Veronica. Hi, everyone. We're all bearing the brunt of winter at the moment, in uh, especially in the south, but I think it's going up the coast as well and uh, to where our guest is today, by Sandsford as well. So uh, uh, I hope everyone's really rugging up. And, uh, you know, it's a um, it's really tough for chapters with attendance because, uh, you know, especially 7 a.m. because people don't want to get out from under the doona, but, you know, you've got to, you got to force yourself to do it. You've got to get out and do it. And if you don't, you don't get anywhere. So um, we're all in business and we need to just get past that and do that motivation. I heard a thing on the radio the other day where um, businesses are actually letting their millennial staff have doona days. And <laughs> it's, it's a day they uh, don't want to get out from under the doona. They can just call in and say, boss, uh, this is my doona day. I, I can't do it today. I can't face the... Uh, can't face everything, but you know what? We're in business for ourselves. We can't afford to do that. We've got to get up and get into it and just brave whatever's out there. So no dinner days for being on members. Well, it's interesting that you say that because you and I had a conversation last week where I said to you that, um, well, actually during a DNA meeting, that BNI has been the constant that has allowed me to stay focused and in time and in tune with my business. Without BNI, especially over the last couple of years, I would have had no reason to get up out of my bed on some of those mornings. So I think that sometimes the opposite to a doona day is actually just turning up to BNI. And if you're someone that likes a lot of doona days, then find a chapter near you, get to a breakfast, and I promise you you'll find another reason to get out of bed rather than stay in bed. And, and you know what? It's been bitterly cold and raining sideways in Melbourne, you know, <laughs> this week. And I've done uh, two BNI meetings the last two days, and they have been fantastic. And it's been one of those things I, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, oh, yeah, I'm really glad I'm here. I'm really, yeah, I'm really enjoying everyone's company here today. There was a laugh. It was fun. It was energetic and, and really pumped up for the rest of the day. And uh, you wouldn't have that if you weren't there. And look, I, I, for people who have been listening to the podcast for a long time, I'm heavily involved in the funeral industry. So I say this with a, with a big heart, you sleep when you're dead. And so if we can find a reason to get up out of bed and help and make someone else's life a bit better, I find that, Brent, I get into the meetings and I think, wow, what would I be doing if I wasn't here right now? I would not be experiencing people helping me in my business, me being able to just make people feel better by showing them, you know, something. I'm really glad you're here today. I'm glad you didn't sleep in because you've made a difference to my day by tuning up. So don't do it for you. Do it for other people. Get up out of your bed, get out of your pyjamas, get out of your doona, go and have a nice cup of coffee with some people who really care about you and want you to uh, to turn up to their meeting. 
Yeah, and I actually heard that uh, Steve and I were talking before you came on, our producer Steve is with us today, and he said he was at a funeral last week and you were the celebrant to it, which he thought was amazing. Uh, and it was crazy because for people who are listening, this funeral was happening an hour and a half away from where Steve lives, and he walked in and I thought, gosh, that looks like the producer. And then the, the, he turned and turned and I thought, I don't know, it was just someone that looks like him. Then he turned and smiled at me and I thought, oh, my God, it is actually Steve, the producer, and his beautiful friend who passed away. I've no, uh, it's not a surprise at all that you were there, Steve, because he was a very, very lovely, much-loved, uh, unique gentleman in the world. So no surprise that he would have a friend in his collective like you. Oh, well, talk about no, six degrees of separation. Yeah, crazy. So you just don't know who you know. Get your B&I meeting. There's a person you want to meet. Know someone in that yeah, room. Anyway, sure. we've, we've taken way too much of the meeting today talking about uh, crazy stuff. I'm very excited to uh, to hear from this next guest. So I'll let you do the honours and uh, an introduction. Well, V-Power, there was um, – this guest was has been on before, but you weren't here. You were absent without a sub uh, that particular week. And – if you want to go back to episode 51, you'll hear our guest today as well. And uh, our guest today is Robert Hartup, who is Executive Director of BNI New South Wales, North Coast and New England, Hunter Valley and Central Coast. So he's obviously wow. got really long business cards to fit all that <laughs> in, <laughs> to fit that on, and a really long email uh, signature. But... Um, uh, last time we were on the podcast, we spoke to Robert because he is number one worldwide. I don't know if he's still there, but he has been. He was earlier in the year number one worldwide in BNI Business Builder on the points. So when you go on the BNI Business Builder and see the uh, the the worldwide ranking, Robert, I think he's still. He can confirm it if he's still number one. No, he's been pipped. He's been picked. Number two, number two in the world, Brent, number one in Australia. Number two. So, so obviously someone mean? else has got less time on their hands than Robert, uh, and he's been pipped, unfortunately. So uh, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that, Robert, but uh, welcome to Being I Australian Story podcast for the welcome. second time. Thank you very much. Now, um, just before we get into what we're going to talk about today, just uh, in case people haven't heard uh, episode 51, uh, how long have you been involved in our organisation? I've been with, I've been a BNI member for 17 years this year. 17 uh, years. Nine years I've been an executive director. So, yeah. um, V, crusty old seed dog, another <laughs> one here. Um, I can't say that. You can say that. I can't say that. <laughs> and and uh, for, for our guests that may have not heard the uh, the previous episode, you know, you were a member. What had you find out about BNI? What made you want to join 17 years ago, Robert? So I got invited along to a startup meeting. And in all honesty, I sat in the startup meeting room and went, this is interesting, but this American rubbish, it will just never fly. That's what you I said. Startup thing. It was at a startup. Uh, yeah, it was a chapter in launch process. Okay. And I went to one of the very early launch process meetings. And at the time, I was actually physically building our second preschool, so I didn't have a lot of time. And in all honesty, I went, I haven't got the time for this. And I also went, this American rubbish, it just will not fly. <laughs> I've got to get back to building my preschool. Yeah. Which I did. Anyway, cut a long story short. We finished building the preschool. We were over budget. We had no money left. 
I get invited back along to the chapter kickoff and I go, you know what? What I thought about this American stuff that won't fly only several weeks earlier, I think this is worth throwing some money at some membership and seeing how this goes. And me being me immediately went, I've got this credit card. It's got no limit. Don't know how we're going to pay that next month. That doesn't matter. Here it is. And I'll take two years of membership. Thanks very much. Oh, my goodness. uh, You were smart, weren't you? Always. Yeah. All in in from the start. So, um, and then how did the opportunity to turn B&I into your business come a Come around or add it to your business portfolio because um, you have a um, you have a large uh, concern in in childcare. So I, I guess over the years I've been uh, approached on several occasions to come on to the BNI team, and it was never really the right timing. It was always after we'd made another acquisition or done something, and the timing just wasn't right. And I finally got to a point where I'd cut back some workload and a few things were just starting to get right. I had all the systems in place and life was good. And they reached out again and said, hey, why don't you come on to our team? And I went, I've got the time to do this. Why not? And it was only at that point that I realised that I'd actually been invited several times before and always been too busy to say yes. But essentially, you know, it's the right time. It's being on the journey. And very quickly, I made the decision that if I was coming onto the team, again, to you saying, you said a moment ago, Brent, I was all in. If I was going to do this, I was going to be an executive director and I was going to be in having a crack because that's how we go through life. And that's how most of us at BNI rock. If we're going to do it, let's get on with it and get it done. Fantastic. Love it. And we've got you on today to talk about team building because um, team building works in a lot of ways. And especially if you're in business today and you're looking to actually uh, scale your business, you need to build your team around you. And and uh, in your childcare side of uh, things, you have a team of around 30. So we can cover a few things off around that and um, building BNI teams and for members building their own teams. So what would you say would be the first rule of team building? Well, I think the first thing, just to take a step back from that, Brent, would be we often hear from members, I'm too busy for BNI, or I've joined BNI, I'm now so busy I've got to let it go. This is what, and BNI's, and we all know BNI's actually what's made them so busy in the first place. So what's made you busy is the last thing you want to give up. So you've got to be prepared to actually go, how do I scale my business? How do I make my business more than me? And if one day I want to be able to sell my business, and I'm sure many of our listeners want to be able to sell their businesses one day, your business needs to be about so much more than just you. It needs to be scalable. It needs to be systemized. And that is what that is what a potential buyer buys when it's time you retire or move on in your business life. So I think that's the first thing that we have to realize. The next thing I think we have to come to terms with is we're all very um, ready to say, hey, I do this really well. And as business owners, we're all guilty of this. We'd all like to pretend that we're not, but we often go, I can't let that go because nobody's going to do that to my standard. Nobody's going to quite put those labels on the way I put them on as the owner of the business or nobody's voiceover on that production is going to be quite the same as mine or whatever the case is. Brent, I'm sure in your case, nobody drives your race car quite as well as you. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure there is, but they're not paying the bills. <laughs> How very true. But this is the thing. If we want to scale our businesses, if we want to scale ourselves and really get results, 
We've got to be prepared to let go of some of these things and let other people have a go. Does it mean that they're going to get it perfectly right every single time? Absolutely not. You know, a baby, first of all, when they start walking, falls down, but they get up and they keep going. And sometimes as business owners, we need to actually encourage our team to get back up and keep going and get in and have another go rather than just go, oh, it's all right, you fell down once, I'll just do it for you. And, of course, that's the other temptation that we really need to work hard on as business owners, not to rush in and go, I'll rescue you. Okay. So if someone was looking to go from being a solo um, printer, uh, jack of all trades, where they're they're looking after every part of the business, what sort of things would you you? recommend to look at to start scaling in those areas what, so what sort of things would be first to sort of give up give up and outsource or or try and find people uh staff members to do well i think there's two ways of looking at it first thing we've got to do is come to terms with if i was to write a job description of all the things that i do what would that actually look like what am i trying to hire someone to do because so many solopreneurs don't necess- haven't sat down and thought about what they're really hiring for. And then they don't set any KPIs around it. They don't set any expectations about it. And of course, I've hired you and now you're not doing the things that I want you to do, but I haven't documented it. I haven't set the expectations. I haven't told you what I need and I don't follow up and give you the direction and the redirection as needed to get those things right. So I think we need to come to terms with that. Now, for some business owners on our journey, it will be about outsourcing some of the stuff that you don't like doing early. So for some business owners, that might mean I'm going to outsource my bookkeeping early or I'm going to outsource my accounting or I'm going to outsource my marketing or I'm going to outsource, you know, I I will hire some staff and they can box the product or whatever the case is. It doesn't matter. But which parts of your business are you happiest to let go of first? And I think as a business owner, you have to be happy and ready to let go of those parts of your business. There's no prize for me saying, I'm going to pay someone else to do my accounting or my bookkeeping work, or I'm going to pay someone else to, you know, box that product and then walking around standing behind them 27 hours a day, 24, seven a day going, um, well, you're not doing that quite right. So it's about checking back in occasionally So for some business owners, it's about outsourcing the stuff that they don't like first. You know, what's the stuff that I hate doing? For some of us, sometimes it's about outsourcing some of the stuff that's just most logical to hand over to a staff member in our business. It requires a level of trust, doesn't it, too, Rob? Because you need to... I was actually having a conversation with someone earlier today where they're in upper management and they are having to take time to train up the person at the lowest level of customer service. And I asked them the question... Why is an upper management um, position training that person? They said, oh, well, because no one else knows the business a lot like I do. I said, yeah, but you need to trust that the business would run if you weren't there. Why why haven't you written down and done a process manual or a playbook so that anyone who sits in that role can read the book, try it, get some mentoring, have someone overseeing them and guiding them, but you don't actually have to be sitting there training them and micromanaging them. And V, that's exactly right. For me, that trust works both ways. If I'm training you, you've got to, first of all, I've got to trust that you will will pick up the reins and run with it. Secondly, 
you've got to have an element of trust that I'm not going to um, swoop in and bite your head off because you got something wrong. Um, so I think we've got to work through that on so many levels in our business and not everybody's going to get it right first time. Dare I say it, sometimes our first employee or our first hire might be our biggest mistake. And some business owners will go, I'll never do it again. Yeah. But it means that we've got to go back until we find the right person. And as you say, we've got to have that trust and the trust has got to go both ways. So for me, it's often about being prepared to let people go, see how they go, come back and give them some guidance and mentoring, resist the urge to be standing over their shoulder. Give them the room. You know, the reality is your employees often do far better work when you're not around, when they're left to their own devices and, you know, they're given the opportunity and the trust to actually thrive. We saw that during COVID, didn't we? With everyone going and working from home, people became super productive and the quality of work was really good too because people were starting to use their own brain to work things out and problem solve rather than feeling like they had to just, you know, ask the person next to them what to do now. Um, so that's, I think it's a great point that you're talking about here now. And this is part of our BNI. Um, this is the, the BNI professional and personal development. Though, so we're not talking specifically about chapters today. This is real hands-on, fantastic advice for anyone in business about how to build their team and to get better processes and trust within that team. And even within your chapter team, as a president, as members of a leadership team, we often delegate and share responsibilities. You know, a, a full chapter's got around about 18 different leadership team roles. If everybody fills in, you know, carries out those roles and is trusted and given the opportunities, you'll see people thrive. And sometimes even in BNI, we'll have people say, but I don't think I've got the skill set for that role. And that's part of our training at BNI to develop those skills so that we can give people the opportunities to go on that next level to their business. And, you know, no offence meant for any of our presidents, but the most challenged president is always the president who decides that nobody's going to do it better than me and ends up doing absolutely everything in the chapter. And they finish up their leadership team term absolutely exhausted. Whereas, you know, the whole idea of our leadership team is that many hands make light work. And when everybody carries out their duties, we're far more powerful together as a team than we can ever be on our own. And the same applies in our own businesses. Yeah, if you're going to actually, I agree, if you're going to actually um, micromanage everything yourself, it is exhausting and uh, you're just going to burn yourself out and other people are not going to feel um, inclusive or, or or part of what you do as well. So that's really important to, <clears throat> in a BNI chapter point of view, uh, to do that as well. But in your business, I'm always... Uh, back to some of Dr. Ivan Meisner's podcasts like um, Work in Your Wax or Your Flame, to Work in Your Wax or Your Flame, um, the first things you should outsource are things that bring you down that you really don't want to do, that you that really drag you down and you don't enjoy doing, and that's the things that are in your wax so you can concentrate on working in your, in your flame. And another tip he did, and he did this when he started BNI and scaled BNI, he wrote an organisational chart with his name in every department with all these different departments of the business and his name was in everyone and then he went through and actually replaced those uh, departments in the organisational charts with staff members as he uh, as he went through and scaled the business. 
It's a great story. I, I remember when I had a, an opportunity just to ask Ivan a question in one of the breakout rooms. I think it was one of the global conferences. And I asked him, um, you know, what what was the uh, the moment where he decided to franchise BNI? And he, he told me about the story with Michael Gerber. And I just would love to get inside his head one day and see those pieces of paper, see that first sheet of paper that he had in that first meeting, see that, you know, that organisational chart, see that um, when he was writing down what the meeting was going to look like. You know, I'd love to see it because I think it's hard to imagine something so big could have started from something so simple. And along the way, I think it's about letting everybody start their simple and build it bigger. And that, you know, that's how we've built Burn I, but first of all, across the US and across the world. And it's how we build any business. And the tragedy for me is always when we hear a member say, I'm now too busy for BNI because one, BNI is what made them busy, but they're failing to, they're not taking advantages of the opportunity to scale their business and really build a business that becomes just so saleable. And and it is scary. It is scary for people to to give away that because, uh, you know, a lot of the time their business is their baby and they've nurtured it through there and kept those relationships and to give up part of that and, and feel like they're risking their reputation on on someone else is, is can be really scary for them. You spoke about um, Michael Gerber, and I, I think it was one of his presentations where he sat there and watched, or it might have been in the E-Myth, he sat there and watched a, um, a, a 15-year-old kid service a thick, a thick shake machine in McDonald's from start to finish just by the procedure man, manual. Like it, it wouldn't be a skill set you'd expect anyone to actually know, but there was a procedure manual, manual in front of them and they and they serviced it from start to finish. Now, you know, with McDonald's thick shake machines histories, I don't know how successful that is, but because uh, they always said they'd break it down. I said they'd break it down on a hot day. Um, writing those procedures for your business and things you do and taking the time to say, okay, how do I do this? Um, and writing that procedure down and, and you know, putting it to one side and when you actually get someone on and they ask you, oh, what do you do here? Here's the procedure. So they've got, got it to follow. It's the first step to actually scaling your business and getting it up there. Absolutely. One of, one of the things that I was challenged with um, as a president way back in the day and even as vice president now is got a bit of a plan with me and I, so it says what certain roles should be doing. So really if you're doing what you need to do and you're happy to put the extra time in, you can't really go wrong. But one thing that's not in there are tips and tricks from people who've done it before, also like the EDs as well. What platform to use that helps everyone communicate within a leadership team? Uh, is it Slack? Is it going to be Trello, which is what I use? Um, what's the time frame that, what's the most efficient time frame that we can use to get a, a, an application sorted? And a flow, flow through process. So all the tiny, tiny little bits and pieces that make up the steps that are in the actual BNI manual and operations book. But how can we make that more concise so that we actually can't get it wrong and that we bring some continuity and consistency across the board? That's a big question. I'm sorry. I don't want you to solve it now, but I just I find that a little bit frustrating because, you know, VPs, some are doing it really, really well, and then others, others are just by the skin of their teeth just surviving the role. 
And V, I think it actually highlights, you know, some people can take the skeleton of a procedure and run with it. Yeah. And other people really need the skeleton quite filled in. I'm that. I'm that person. And I guess the other thing is in every role, I always find, you know, as you start people, you've got to give them time and opportunity to grow into the role and the role to grow into the people. Yeah, I love Um, that. And this is the importance of the training we do as well because the training's done in in several different touch points. You have the, the, the chapter operations manual. You have... Um, the the leadership team Zoom sessions, you have your regional combined and you have your BNI business builder training. Yeah. So with all those different touch points, you the ways are there. And sometimes people might have skipped or not taking something taking something in or when it's been said, they might have been thinking about something yeah. else, which happens as trainers, you know, it happens all the time. And um, we deliver so many different touch points so we can make this stick uh, if possible. You're talking about communications. We've got, we do have some chapters that use Trello, that use uh, Slack, that use Facebook groups to communicate through that, Google Forms uh, as well uh, through a, through a good, um, you know, shared Google um, uh, drive as well. So there's a lot of things that gets passed through uh, with leadership teams as well. Yeah. I think I love what you just said, time and opportunity. Is six months enough for us within our BNI teams? Sometimes we spend a lifetime growing and learning in what we do. Yeah. Well, okay. yeah, and that depends too within six months. If that person's in that role is 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 doing a role that's in their flame or in their wax too. And, um, you know, I was at a meeting today and, you know, fantastic president, ran a great meeting but she doesn't want to do any more than six months because doing that is not her behaviour profile and and it exhausts her, you know, doing it. And, you know, we need to take these things into account. Too. We need to do the things that we love and try to delegate the things that other people love to them if we possibly can so that we're all working in our flame wherever possible. Well, that's one of the things that I took away from National Conference, um, especially from your presentation, Brent, and I always carry on about it. It was one of the best presents I've ever seen. Um, And it was really dove right into the heart of some of the issues that we have in terms of our teams. But we really need to put people who are suited to the role within the roles. And I'm, I'm a huge believer right now we need to start recruiting and looking for people to take over in the leadership. Don't leave it to the last minute. Don't build the team at, at, you know, the the 11th hour. Start telling people now, you need to be in the green if you want this role. Have a think about it because nomination forms are going to come out. By the way, we're going to look at this role today. This is what is included in this. You need to be comfortable to do these kind of things in this role. I mean, when you're looking at delegating, um, Rob, is it important that you find someone who who is happy to do those jobs or just someone who's in any job? Look, I think in business, if we can find people that are happy and understand the roles, and what will make people happy is usually when they understand what they're doing and there's clear and precise expectations. So for me, it's always about, you know, delegate the role, but check in, follow up, help, but resist the urge to rescue. All too often, you know, often as a business owner, we'll run straight into the rescue. So if I if I may share a little swimming story as a parent for a moment. So my daughter is now 21 years of age. And we've always lived. When she was born, we had a pool, we had a dam. There was water all around us. So we made sure very, very early on that the kids learned to swim. And from six or eight weeks of age, the kids were in swimming lessons. Move on a little bit around about 
Hannah was about eight months old and we were at a party with my in-laws and um, Hannah wanted to go for a swim and it was just on the edge of, edge of um, spring and um, I was dressed in swimmers but I had no intention of getting into the pool unless I absolutely had to. And Hannah by this point could swim quite well. And um, I've teed up Hannah and Hannah's quite ready and I've said, I'll throw you into the pool. And we've, I've thrown her into the pool at this party, straight off my shoulders, over my head into the pool, and she was quite expecting it. Anyway, all my Italian in-laws are sitting around, and I still remember 80-year-old Italian. Oh, my God, with several colourful metaphors in Italian thrown in, he's killing the bambino. Anyway, they're all too busy at the table sitting and eating to get up and rescue the bambino that, that dad's killing, apparently. Anyway, Hannah swims back to the edge of the pool and says, Daddy, do it again. Now, we got to that point because, one, there was an element of trust that we talked about before. Yeah. Secondly, I knew what she was capable of and she knew what she was capable of. And as a parent, I also knew at times along the way we resisted the urge to rescue because we knew where her skill set was up to the same applies to our staff, our teams, and building our businesses. And to this day, I still remember that, and I kind of reflect on it. And look, just yesterday, I had a new launch director who had to go in and run a session on his own because everyone on my team ended up in a session somewhere else, doing somewhere else, supporting a chapter, doing something else. And I know this guy, he's done his training. I know where he's up to. And he actually said to me, Robbie said, the best thing about doing this session on my own will be, I won't have you and Kristen in the session looking over my shoulder. I can just get on with it. And I, I've already had feedback that the guy ran a fantastic session because we could let him go. So yeah. it comes back to that swimming thing, be prepared to let them go, rescue them when you need to. And, you know, in Hannah's case, she went on to be a New South Wales state gold medalist and wow. she's taught swimming the whole way for a university. So it's been worth a while, but I still remember the day of, oh, my God, he's killing the bamboo. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that. Resist the urge to rescue. That's my takeaway today. Hey, that's a uh, probably that's a great way to, uh, to start to wrap things up. Just before we do, what I'd like to actually um, cover off is the importance of um, a BNI regional team as well. And we do have regional people listening to this and the executive directors and, and the importance of having that team there and, and maybe what that team means to members also because, uh, you know, a lot of members will say, oh, we've got this regional team who are members who take up the roles um, and their titles, et cetera. So can we cover off that a little bit before we finish up, Rob? Absolutely. And, look, so obviously as executive directors, we're responsible for the region, as, as you know, Brent. However, we're looking after a number of chapters and lots and lots of members and we also have responsibilities nationally and sometimes globally sitting on, on global boards such as uh, the Founders Circle and uh, international boards of advisors, et cetera, et cetera. So obviously we can't be in every single chapter every single week. So it's really, really important that we have a team. So our teams would be made up of people like director consultants who really support chapters on the ground on a regular basis. Of course, ambassadors who are supporting new members and area directors and regional directors who are supporting a team of directors and in a larger franchise will become the connector between the director consultants and the executive directors. Now, all those people are empowered 
or I'm hoping that they're empowered to support members, make decisions. And our role as executive directors is often to provide mentoring and guidance to the area directors and the director consultants on that journey. And our aim is, of course, to upskill those director consultants because over time, some of them will become executive directors in new franchise territories or in existing franchises as, as directors re retire. But without that team, we've all only got 24 hours in a day. And the best thing that we do as directors is we get the support and help members or assist members on that journey. You know, we get to provide that mentoring and guidance. And when we've got that team in place and we want to permanently be developing that team um, for the benefit of, first of all, the team, but also the members and also for ourselves in our, in our businesses. And that's, you know, that's, again, part of what developing that team is all about. Now, again, don't get me wrong, not every team member is going to get it perfect in your chapter all the time. And if somebody doesn't get it perfect, let's not burn them at the stake. Let's not throw them under a bus. By all means, give them a bit of feedback, help them on a journey. Um, but we're all here to, to, to row in the one direction to help everybody get a better result. You know, and remember, that's one of the things that BNI is all about, helping everybody grow their business. Yeah, yeah, driving, getting business people together to drive economic success. That's what we're here for. So um, great to have you on today, Robert, and share your, uh, your words of wisdom on team building. I think our, our members... And uh, and our BNI team will find it really valuable with um, with what we've done today and what we've covered, and um, just helping them scale their business because you know um, you know it's a problem we hear quite a bit where people say I'm too busy, and the first thing they drop is something like BNI that that you know that brought them that business to start with, uh, and then you know that drops off, and when you're out of sight, out of mind, you know they start to fall off when people don't have a commitment to you to actually send you business that starts to drop off. And then you get down the track a bit and go, Oh, I've got much business. Oh, where do I get that? From? Oh, that BNI thing I dropped. Uh, and you know, it's, it's so frustrating, but you know, being able to actually scale your business so you can handle more and, and get more people involved and, and be able to do that. So you can become a business owner, uh, or an investor in the business rather than being um, chief cook and bottle washer is really key. Absolutely. Thanks for uh, joining us today. Robert Hartup, Executive Director of BNI New South Wales, North Coast, New England, Hunter Valley and Central Coast. That is a mouthful, I've got to say, but um, and just all-round nice guy. Uh, once again, if no one got to national conference, uh, you know, you get into national conference, you get access to all of these fantastic people that we've got uh, on the podcast because most of them are there and everyone's really happy to have a chat and a conversation and swap stories and all that kind of stuff. Um, Brent, I just want to say I'm a little bit frustrated with a lot of these people who say I haven't got time. So I made a little list of things because in my head I've got nothing else to do. So... I don't have time to be around like-minded people, promote and market my business to people who want to find quality clients to introduce me to. I don't have time to be supported by business owners who are specialists in their areas that want to help me. I don't have time to help and mentor other business owners. I don't have time to do business and make money. I don't have time to grow my business or be kept on track to achieve my dreams or be disciplined in my business or I don't have time for my biggest client. That's what you're saying when you say, I don't have time to turn up to a weekly event. 
like a BNI meeting. So I just I just needed to get that out because it frustrates me no end. And I had someone say to me recently, I can't do the Friday morning meetings anymore because a really big client needs to see me Friday mornings. And I said, but you're the boss. So you're the boss of your company and you couldn't say, I've actually got a great client that I meet with every Friday morning from 7 till 8.30, but I'll have to meet you at another time. What can we work out? You know, they so always say, carefully. if you're not in control of your calendar, you're an employee. Oh, my God, that, that is gold. But that, um, thank you. You've done our tip for the week, and I'm going to leave you with that. <laughs> what you said was fantastic. Oh, there you go. Uh, what you said was fantastic, and I, I really liked it. And, uh yeah, well, well, uh, you can have the honours of tip of the week with that because because uh, that's a really great way to look at it. Yeah, thank you. I just want to um, say thank you again to our uh, guest Robert for joining us. Thank you, Steve, our executive producer, making sure everything runs to plan. Brent, your tips of the week are always gold, and you always manage to articulate exactly what I need to say, but can't quite find the words. <laughs> uh, also, if anyone is out there and they've got some ideas for us in terms of the podcast, or so even some thoughts or feedback on some of the topics we're talking about, go to the Facebook page, put it on there. Let's keep communicating and sharing the stories that we're sharing with you. Thanks very much. We'll see you next time for the BNI Australian Story. Mm-hmm.